Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I am talking about many people who will use the wrong evidence to defend themselves. Let's start with the verse from Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Verse 21 says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Leave me, you who practice lawlessness. Well, that uh, is very sobering. And in that verse, it shows the surprised, shocked, dismayed, false Christians are revealed on that day. Now, they had been busy for the Lord, laboring in his churches, working, doing religious-type activities, They knew the Lord, they knew his name, but he didn't know them, and he consigned them to outer darkness. That set of verses is deeply convicting and scary and worrisome. All people reading them should examine one's self to see if they pass the test of faith and assure themselves they will not hear those words. Ask the Spirit to testify to you that you are a child of God. Romans 8.16 says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. He will give assurance. So first of all, too many people today, when they pray, sign off at the end with, In Jesus' name, as if it's a mantra. Well, it's not a mantra. It's not a magical covering. Michelle Leslie wrote, quote, If you are tacking the phrase in Jesus' name on to your decreeing and declaring and binding and rebuking as some sort of way to harness the power of God into making your words a reality, you're taking God's name in vain because You're doing the same thing witches and pagans do when they cast spells. In Jesus' name is not the Christian version of abracadabra. To pray in Jesus' name means to pray what God wants, not what we want. His will be done. End quote from Michelle Leslie. So just uttering the name in Jesus' name is not evidence that your prayer will be accepted, or that you, Jesus even knows you. Now, as to the verses that I opened with, let's look at the three religious activities these false Christians hurled at Jesus in desperate attempt to prove their identity as a child of God. They said, one, prophesy in your name. Two, in your name, cast out demons. And three, in your name, perform many miracles. Well, those three activities were part of the collection of sign gifts. 
those who are the more visible or showy gifts, whose purpose in the first decades of the new covenant was to affirm the messenger's authenticity. Why? Because the canon was not completed yet. No one had a Bible to compare what they were being taught or what they saw to the word of God. So the sign gifts also included tongues and interpretation of tongues. There's a link I'll put to got questions that said, what was the purpose of the biblical sign gifts? Now, once the canon was complete, new revelation was not necessary. Believers had the word in print and or preached to them from print or a papyrus. <laughs> Prophesying ceased. Miracles performed by believers ceased. Casting out demons by the hand or the word of a believer ceased. The word prophesy in the verse, well, actually, the word prophesy in the Bible is used to mean either preaching the given word or foretelling something about the future. So the word prophesy as it's used in this Matthew verse is the latter, foretelling the future, aka also known as a sign gift. Yet these false Christians persisted in faking their prophecies or working at casting out demons who likely laughed at them, like that scene in Acts 19, 15. And they persisted in pretending to do miracles. And the same continues to this very day. Their efforts are vapor, not done in Jesus' name, and will be uncovered as false on the day. Now, let's contrast their fake religious activity to real religious activity. Acts 2.42 says, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So, one, they were devoting themselves to teaching and learning. Two, fellowship. Three, breaking of bread, which could mean both communion and or meals together. <clears throat> and four, prayer. That day-by-day day persevering in those spiritual disciplines is the true activity. It was noted, as I just said, in Acts 2.42, and it was lauded. Got Questions has a quote, and the foremost of those disciplines is that involving the Word of God, and it constitutes the reading, study, memorization, and meditation of Scripture. So you notice in the Matthew 7, 21 to 23 verse, the false Christians did not say, Lord, Lord, didn't we pray and study and memorize scripture and devote ourselves to worship? No. Not that false Christians don't do those things too, but just note the three religious activities these false Christians chose to use as their primary defense when trying to argue their way into the kingdom, the very activities that have passed away. And many will discover this to their eternal regret.
Now, I have a great concern about these false Christians. I mourn them. And I've looked up several times over the years, the word many, where Jesus says, many will say to me, how many? What does it mean, many? And as the word many is used in the verse, it means, according to Strong's and other lexicons, many high in number, multitudinous, plenteous, much, great in amount and extent. Much in number emphasizes the quantity involved, numerous and great in amount. I think we will be shocked at the amount of people who are revealed as false on that day. And it breaks my heart to think of the shock of them as the many are confronted by an angry Christ. They are thrown into the fire, Matthew 7, 19. If you, dear reader or listener, are one who believes you are hearing from Christ, or you're running around casting out devils, or performing fake miracles, consider those sobering words from Jesus. They are a warning to you. Alternately, if you, dear reader or listener, are growing weary with your spiritual disciplines that were lauded in Acts, thinking that such an insignificant walk must surely be displeasing to Christ? It isn't. It's worthy of him. Devote yourselves to the teaching and breaking of bread and fellowship and prayer, and you will rejoice on the day. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day.